This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Sam Claiborne. Hey, everybody. It's good to be here. Justin Davis. Scoop. And Nick Lamone is here. Howdy. And we've got a great show for you this week. Uh, the, the first Sony State of Play just ended. Uh, we'll be sharing our thoughts and reactions on that. we got to talk about Angry Birds for uh, <laughs> not, not a great reason, I'm afraid. But there is some very interesting developments happening. Don't right tune now. out. It's a really neat story. It is a real story. It's the original Angry Birds. And we will be checking in with the Nintendo seal of quantity. But oh, first. Man. But first, the uh, so first state of play. Now in the rear view mirror, what is everyone's thoughts? The number one, uh, the top comment on IGN's article, everything announced at the state of play is, well, that could have been an email. And yes, that's an, that's an overused wow. internet joke cliche, but also maybe not entirely untrue. Uh, I think I was we a needed to see what Suicide Squad was, though. I don't think that could yeah. be in an email. They haven't showed any of that yet. And now I know I'm not interested. <laughs> oh. oh, no. I, yeah. I mean, that's kind we, of we didn't debrief on this stuff beforehand. I thought everybody really liked the state of play. I liked oh, it. I think you're the oh, only person on our entire staff that has a positive take on it at this point. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I also put up a poll in the um, IGN Facebook group immediately after uh, the, the show was over, just asking, what do you think, yay or nay? 77% of respondents saying nay at this point. Okay. Okay. Votes. Well, the other, I like, I'm with the 23%. That's okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was focusing on 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 Suicide Squad, but which like Gotham Knights last year, kind of has an uphill battle ahead of itself. Um, There's a I'll paraphrase a, a funny comment that someone made in my in my poll in the Facebook group. They said everyone everyone 
uh, Rocksteady, just keep making Batman games. You're great at it. We love it. Just keep uh-huh. Batman coming. And Rocksteady says, or <laughs> yeah what if we took that, 10 years yeah. <laughs> to, to make this that's um, like I mean, my, my like i spent just as you're saying damon like after gotham knights too it's like the, the expectations are high to not make another gotham knights or she kind of pivot from that but they don't they don't develop games that way right there's just no way they're putting out two versions of gotham knights basically and they showed us that today and that's i liked gotham knights okay it wasn't like the worst game ever but like i also have a different feeling about this game because this is rock steady and even though people get to have their destinies and their genshin impacts out there that's great Mm -hmm. go play those games that's great i'm resentful that a company that's made some of the best single player games of all time is making this game for, for 10 years and not making really cool Batman games. I think that's messed up. And it happened with Anthem and the same thing. And, you know, I don't want to like make assumptions about who's making calls about why they're making these games, but like, it just, it's just a bummer to me. Like there were, these were some of the greatest single player companies in the world. And then when I see the theme is killed, killed the justice league and they, they patented a system by which you kill bosses in an open world with their Mm -hmm. deputies. And I'm like, (laughs) What the heck? What? Those are two huge missed opportunities. This team making a single player game and this this team using that system. What's it called? The Nemesis system? Nemesis, Nemesis yeah. system, yeah, from Shadow of Mordor. What a bummer, man. It's just this game looks like Crackdown with with swagger. <laughs> which like Crackdown I mean, had swagger is kind of annoying. It's it's one of those things where it's like a slippery slope of like creatively pigeonholing someone into doing the same thing they've always done that's well. And like I understand like, oh, I want to try something new and I'm excited that Rocksteady got a chance to do something new. But at the same time, to back to Sam's point, they were really damn good at making those single player Batman games. And you know what? Maybe yeah. this one time, what if they just did another single player game? Like for me, it's very much when you put a when you when you throw a game as a service lo- uh, like a label on a game like that, it immediately has like a shelf life in my mind. I still to this day return to Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight because those games are just some outstanding story uh, storytelling in a in a single player game. So I just don't know that you're going to be able to revisit the Suicide Squad at one point in the future the way you did their previous outings, which is mm-hmm. kind of a bummer. Of uh, that said compared to Arkham uh, or Gotham Knights. Uh, I haven't played this game, but it does look like it feels better to play. It, it looks like it has some sort of uh, flow, some ebb and flow to its, it's combat. It's more purple so, hey. is what you're saying. <laughs> but but there's no, there's no cra- light. There's no wild rain effects. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it just looks like the combo system looks fun. Like the, the combat itself looks like it has uh, some rhythm to it, which is nice. Yeah, you, you all, you're all are such haters. It looks like a fun video game. It totally looks like you, know, you got King Shark bopping all around, ground pounding, Harley Quinn zip-zopping all around. Like, she looks like she plays, like, the Batman-like character. You know, I liked all the shooting with Deadshot. Like, I think it looks good. Like, I'm very much over in the year 2023, sort of, like, aiming down your scope and shooting glowing weak points on a tank, which is weird. Um, And I'm sure there's some story reason for why there's a purple glowing weak point on the tank, but it's like we were making fun of that, you know, like hit the giant enemy crab for massive damage in like 2005 or whatever year that was. So, so, you know, like 
I'm I'm not jazzed about that part of it. And it's also particularly concerning that that's what they led with where like you would think they'd have the wherewithal to put their absolute best foot forward. So it's like, well, okay, what does the other, you know, 99% of the game look like? So I'm not without my concerns, but it's like, yeah, I just like the game looks really fun. It looks like a super fun video game to play to me. And uh, I'll say something nice about it. Every cutscene looks awesome. Like it's just, they look fun and weird. And just like that Batman one they showed in December looked really cool. And like this time, like freaking wonder woman like shows up and uses a truth lasso on mm-hmm. like a guy to like break through his like curse oh, or whatever. That guy's the flash. Yeah. I've never heard of that <laughs> character, but it's, it's really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, I think I, every time they present the storytelling stuff in, in uh, Suicide Squad, I'm like, yes, this looks like a successor to the story from uh, the, the Arkham universe. So I'm excited to see where they take that world. But it's just the in-between moments where I'm like, I don't know that I want to be in a giant combat arena where me and three of my buddies can take on un- uh, you know nondescript soldier A through C while we yeah. fight other tanks and, and whatnot. Like, and I, then they're going to add characters and missions, which you just know means they have to be non-descript character A through C. It's just Anthem. It's just it, Anthem. And I worry that this game just like, I know you can play it single player. You do still need an online connection to play the single player. But like, I, I'm worried that this game won't be fun if you play it by yourself. Like, I think this game yep. looks like it'll only be fun if you're playing with three other people. But is that fun when you play with three other people just to, you know, hit a bullet sponge every 100 enemies? And then those 100 enemies are just like, you know, Night of a Thousand Ninjas, like the tick game. It's just like, I don't, I don't get this stuff, man. Right. Like, I, I think, I, I think it's a glorified hangout it. game. It's a glorified yeah. hangout game, which is I, maybe I'm not the right audience because I'm not a big game as a service guy. Like I got into Destiny 2 for a while, but at a certain point, I'm just like, what am I doing, man? Like, I think I got to play other games. <laughs> But what are you yeah. doing? You're, play, you're playing a fun, polished video game with your buds. Maybe, maybe yeah, but Rock- if it's like a Lego game. I don't want to do that. It's just like I just walk through them, you know, like it, it's yeah. just not as fun for me as like one that takes a little bit of, you know, cerebral, uh, you know, activity. And like, I understand there can be popcorn games. I just like don't want the biggest single player developer on earth making them. Yeah, maybe, maybe Rocksteady has earned the benefit of the doubt. If it's fun to play by myself. I'll totally play it. Um, it seems like you, you you can pick different characters, but it doesn't seem like you can do it on the fly. I think at the beginning of a mission, you pick which character you want to Did be. you see that they're AI or whatever character? Yeah, the other like three characters will be AI controlled, yeah. Which makes me wonder how much, like all we saw today is just combat. It, you know, what else is there to the gameplay? Is there, more, is there more of the thoughtful, like, you know, detective mystery stuff that was in the Arkham games. Yeah, if there three is... people giving you hints. Exactly, exactly. What are they going to be doing the whole time? What if you try to ruin your axe at that thing over there? <laughs> it's just, and you guys mentioned Anthem and what you didn't mention, um, Marvel's Avengers. Also, like those games were big disappointments. So I just, I don't know why they keep trying this thing. Well, it is like, true, you know, like really De- Destiny is the originator. It's not the very original game as a service, but like the modern way that we think about these kind of never ending gear grindy games like Destiny started that. Right. And like and it remains like the gold standard. Like, I'm not sure that anyone has done it better since, actually. Um, and many, many people that have chased a big that single player company out of the running, too. But they <laughs> yeah. also made good multiplayer games. So it's OK. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, like Avengers didn't get it right and Anthem definitely didn't get it right. And, you know, and then, you know, we'll see about we'll see. Well, it's actually still not 100 percent clear if this is 
that kind of like gear, you know, your game as a service, you're going to play it forever, but certainly seems like suicide squad is that. I mean, they're showing gear scores and numbers and they talk, they're talking about DLC. There's a season pass. Mm-hmm. For cosmetics. Oh yeah. Like this is just all, it's just all fitting into a, a troubling pattern. Yeah. But that's like, number. One, it, it just numbers, number go up. That's what video games are now. <laughs> when I think that's what they called RPG elements in this, this, this mm-hmm. stream too. They're like for people that like RPGs yeah. and they're like, here's your weapon score. Um, they, I, what, one thing that like, I just like philosophically think about open world games and especially superhero games and especially Batman games is that they have multiple types of gameplay. This is like a dishonored thing too, right? It's like you can infiltrate, you can sneak, you can explore, you can solve puzzles, you can get to a place in the game that's difficult to get to basically through platforming and ingenuity, Mm -hmm. or you can climb really high to somewhere and get some reward of that. This game is like fall on enemies and kill them. It's all they've shown. And I can't imagine what else they're going to have. The whole game is built around characters shouting quips all the time around you. It just doesn't make for a, it doesn't make for a a reason to exist. Like just put this on rails and put it in an arcade. That's fine. That would be fine to do, but I don't know why they would have a giant, you know, open world made for it, let alone a bunch of characters that matter. Like who wants to play with a bunch of friends? Be like, all right, everybody shut up and watch this fun (laughs) cutscene. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. The craziest thing is that there is, a perfect example of this game in a single player format. And it was guardians of the galaxy and it was fantastic. Yeah. You know, it's also a big flop. <laughs> well, but a but, fantastic but, game, but I think guardians of the galaxy really centered itself around its dialogue system. And the story was trying to tell with the combat as just a fun way to get from a to B. This seems like the inverse of that, where it's focus yeah. is on its combat and gameplay with some story to keep you kind of hooked in between. So I, it, I, very similar, but I think there's a fundamental difference for sure. Yeah. What if it has? What if it has a thousand Riddler trophies? One thousand. <laughs> what if? Uh, I'm listening. And, and yeah, exactly. Three, three hits hmm. per trophy. They didn't even put those in <laughs> Gotham Knights. I don't know why. Yeah. Um. I know. A couple highlights from the state of play for me were humanity. I was just going to say that. Oh, it looks so cool. Yeah, Does it look like that era of weird PlayStation game that we've yeah, been Yeah, it looks like Intelligent about, Cube, right? Yeah, yeah and, and it looks like it also, it's so funny that we name dropped The Last Guy a few weeks ago because right? it's got similar, I mean, the gameplay doesn't seem anything like it, but it's got, it's, it's got like vibes. Crowds, right? Yeah. And it's, like I think it's like a, le- I mean, this is a Lemmings-like, right? Like, that's yeah. what it seems the actual or, gameplay is. And then is. they show like that scene where there's a bunch of people fighting with lightsabers. <laughs> like, what the heck yeah. is going on? <laughs> What's this dog making people do? You got some echo chrome there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. I love uh, it. I love, from, yeah. love it. This is from the developer of Tetris Effect. Um, so good pedigree there. It looks awesome. Right. Action, action puzzle game. The weird thing is that uh, no one had heard of this game, but I, I looked. They, they, there's a Twitter account for this game that was opened in 2019, and they've tweeted Whoa. sporadically. So it's like, it's, it hasn't been a mystery or anything, but this is the first time anyone's really hearing about it. I think my favorite thing about this game is like, now that it's done and almost out, like it looks like a complete vision and it's like, okay, this looks really fun. Like I get it. I'm into it. Like I, I'm confident this game's going to find an audience, but I'm imagining this game in like the pitch phase yeah. for like a dozen people. or I don't know how many, but like a whole team of people worked on this for years and they had to get millions of dollars approved to make this video game. And I'm like, how did like, no, look, it's going to be so cool. Like you there's going to be, dog. you're a dog and all the people are going to follow you. <laughs> and then someone somewhere said, yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. That's it. it was probably Shuhei Yoshida. It was probably Shuhei. <laughs> um, and then they announced, 
three, the final three launch characters for Street Fighter VI, um, uh, which is Zangief, Cammy, and then Lily is a new character. <clears throat> that I, the thing I thought was interesting about that is she has like clubs, just weapons that's used in this. What, Street Fighter is not a weapons based game. Everybody's mm. gonna look at that and be like, "Wait, I could have brought a katana." Yeah, right. <laughs> Why does she get to use weapons? Yeah, that seems that's, that seems unfair. Anyway, but Street Fighter Six still looks very cool, and if uh, if if well, I, I want to point out that Vega also had weapons. I guess you're right. Claws, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, there is a precedent for that. It seemed unfair then too. Yeah, Blanca does use electricity too, which is kind of whites <laughs> <laughs> <Rights>, people. <laughs> But that was kind of it because, like, I, I'm already on board day one for Resident Evil Four. I didn't need to see more of that. Yeah. And then like, um, I'm always I'm always happy to see more. I just I, at this point I just want to cover my eyes when somebody shows yeah. me new stuff about it. And then maybe maybe Justin was excited about um, what Baldur's Gate Three. Um, yeah, although I, I would play it on PC. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So like that was it. They opened up with five PSVR two games that looked bad, in my opinion. They don't look like PlayStation it 5 games. Um, I don't have a PSVR 2. If they had announced Half-Life Alex coming, I probably would have ordered one today. But nope. What a oh, shocker, right? No announcement Where of that. is that game? Yeah. What's so, that game called? Like a, a Chia or something? I, I forget yeah, the name but, of it all the time. The oh. animal jumping one? I thought that trailer yeah. today was the coolest one they've showed so far. I think it looks cool. I, I love the music in it, too. Mm. Yeah, that one didn't do too much for me. I don't know, I don't know what's no? going Wasn't on. Wasn't this, this one announced a while ago, though? Yes. No, nobody just, yeah, knows. It was it was announced before. They've shown a very similar set of uh, sequences, but <clears> I like the idea of like it being set on one island, and then like when they show the flying and swimming and stuff, like it looks pretty crisp and neat, and and like you know different different ways to explore. I think that's cool. And of course, reminds, I'm a sucker for the the link leaf. Reminds mm-hmm. me of a faint like a a larger uh, short hike experience. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't play a short hike, a wonderful two hour game, but this looks like a bigger version of that. Mm. Yeah, a short hike is great. Loved it. But that was kind of it. That was kind of it for the state of play. And we should we, we weren't expecting any first party games. They said that ahead of time. But the fact of the matter is, it remains like 2023 is just a huge mystery for Sony's first party. Yep. There's Spider-Man 2 supposed to be out this fall. It doesn't have a release date. That's it. That's it. There's no, maybe a, a better way to put it is, there is no PlayStation first party game with a release date right now. Well, te- yeah. is it Nothing. technically Final Fantasy 16 a limited ex- timed exclusive? It's not first party though. Yeah, that's true. True. Yeah, I mean, you have like Microsoft went on that spending spree several years ago, buying up yeah. you know, a dozen plus big studios, you know, and Sony kind of didn't, uh, you know, Insomniac like in uh, Bungie, but like, you know, they were starting to feel that right now, two, three, four years later, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, Sony Santa Monica just came out with a game, so they're out of commission for a while. Like, The Last of Us still needs some time to bake. Like, I guess there's all the Japan studios. We don't quite know what they're all working on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they should have waited until they did. They could share something about um, first-party stuff. However, uh, a theory that many of us share is that they, Sony has some sort of a deal with Warner Brothers. Just like last year, they had a state of play based around Hogwarts Legacy. Mm. We're three months out from the release now of Suicide Squad. They have some deal with Warner Brothers that they so they had like cobbled together a state of play. Well, they have some deal with Final Fantasy 16 also, and I wish yeah. that was in it. Yeah, it, it, making matters worse, both Microsoft and Nintendo shadow dropped amazing games during their showcases recently. You know, so and then yeah. Sony yeah. has to follow that up. You know, 
I want that humanity dog game to yeah, be shadow that dropped. That would have been a good shadow drop. That's a good call. That would have been great. I know. That one's out in May. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, well, speaking of Shadow Drops and stuff we're playing now, Nick, you, it's been a, a couple episodes since you've been on. You're playing Octopath Traveler 2? Yes, I just started Octopath Traveler 2 and having a pretty good time. I wasn't a huge fan of the original game, but I think this game has already started to do a lot. It, it's already done a lot to remedy uh, the problems I had with the first game. Mostly, the first game, the party members never felt like they were really working with each other to some respect like none of their stories really ever coalesce to be about them working together except for that like final dungeon at the end of the game the secret optional dungeon but this game is already seemingly tying the party members a lot closer together also i really like turning it from night to day and from day to night <laughs> pretty cool you just do it in an instant yep it's exactly um, what i want damon <laughs> you're playing too or do you both think it's like as amazing looking as the trailers seem to indicate I really do. And I, yeah, I, I think especially I'm playing on PS5. Um, it just, it really, really looks like stunning quite often. It's awesome. Uh, <clears throat> I'm still playing it and it has its hooks in me in that I'm thinking about it during the day when I'm not playing it. Cool. Uh, Nick, wow. how many, how many like party members have you gathered up now? I'm still pretty early on. I've only gotten two so far, but even okay. only having two, it already seems like, again, there's still a lot of like, um, connective tissue between the party members already, which is yeah. already a big plus for me. 
yeah. Uh, I'm up to like six or seven now, um, and I, I love the game. However, I am skipping a lot of the dialogue, and I found um, <laughs> uh, it, I, the game plays just fine if you want to just skip <laughs> the dialogue. You, you, whatever you skipped, you'll still be reminded what your next objective is and everything. So That's, that's not a very good sign. What's One that? thing that's been, he said, that's not a very good sign. <laughs> I, I love the game. I'm here for the game. I'm yeah. not here for all the dialogue. How about has, RPGs or stories? I don't know. It, it does have a nice like set dressing that kind of reminds me a lot of the uh, Yasumi Matsuno, like Evilist Alliance. Like, I don't know. There's something about the way it looks that, that harkens back to that sort of thing. Also with like the Live Alive remake coming out um, recently, like I'm just reminded of how, much of a precursor live alive was to something like Octopath Travel. I was like, man, they really got it. They got it right back in the nineties. Like, wow, they they really <laughs> nailed it with this one. Uh, but well, it, it it does feel right. Sam, to, th- wait, to th- was- throw my 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 term out to try to get it trending. Uh, these live alikes, I've been thinking about <laughs> them a lot, and they all have something in common, and that's that because you can choose wherever you can you can start. There's mm-hmm. a lot of entry-level gameplay like eight times as much as you normally have in an rpg and so the ramp up comes once you do all the intros now that means that story really has to carry those otherwise you're fighting you know 30 wolves and then in the next scene you're fighting you know like 30 cowboys and then it's just like it's like that that type of stuff like so so live alive i think those are a really good job with you know uh, making those really different from each other like one is it an instance where nobody talks like one is a instance with you know, there's just i i don't even want to spoil like so they're all just different from each other as different as the genres they come from so i think that's cool what, you know like i worries me when it's all turn-based rpg all beginner and that's where octopath like i probably played six of the paths and then i just i just couldn't bring myself to get much further in that game because i was like i, I don't really want to do two more tutorial levels before i get into it i i do well, think the oh the overworld like <laughs> party abilities kind of bogs down the game and that was kind of a criticism i had the original game is like you can challenge literally anybody in a town to a duel and you'll get something for it but i think that because because it has those abilities there is there is a tendency for players to just do that the entire time and then after a while you kind of get burned out of well i've done everything here and now i gotta fight more dudes on my way to the next town i'm over it i i worry mm-hmm. that it gives you too much up front that you can do that you end up getting burnt out very early on sam i don't remember how it worked in the original octopath but in this one you you can you don't have to play everyone's tutorial like when you meet a new character, you can just skip yeah, yeah. their you origin just play story. Their story. Yeah, yeah. And you don't, you don't even have to. You can just, you can catch up in the tavern if you want to hear their story. You can just add them to your party and continue on That's your cool. way if you want. However, I usually play. I, I do play those because the game looks so cool. You get to see, yeah. you know, unique monsters and boss fights and scenery in their story. So I just go. Yeah. through. I don't know I if you could play. do that in the first game. I can't remember. I would never. I, I could know. I could know everything there is to know about a game. And if they gave me an option to skip a tutorial, I'd be like, no, I can't skip it. I can't, <laughs> I can't here. do Same it. Here. Like I'm so worried about like, I don't know what I'm skipping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if there's an elixir in it? Yeah. <laughs> keep till the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Who'd you and pick then, first, Damon? Uh, Throne, the dance, the, no, I'm sorry, the thief. Cause stealing gotcha. is so much fun. Where did dancers come from in RPGs? I think it's so yeah. funny. I mean, I know what games they came from. I think Final Fantasy III had the first one. But it's just really, really funny to think about that as a class. And like every RPG, Fire Emblem has them too. It's like, mm-hmm. what? Like there's like all of these medieval weapons experts. And then you got the dancer. Yeah, and the bard. <laughs> yeah. 
Totally. Maybe they're just trying to think about what if you have like a medieval themed game. Maybe to think what 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 were the professions of the time? <laughs> I like in Final Fantasy VI how you have a gambler. He's totally yeah. useless. Setzer is that his name? That's so stupid. Yeah, Setzer. You got a gambler in this one too. Machine. Really? There's a gambler? Yeah, Setzer. Basically, a Setzer fill-in. He's, he's no way. Good. Yeah, he's pretty good. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Does he have a giant slot machine that kills people with coins? Well, <laughs> we'll see. And then uh, Nick and Sam, you guys are both playing uh, Atomic Heart. Yeah, I've played that a lot correct. more of Fire Emblem than Atomic Heart, but I'm I'm maybe like three hours into Atomic Heart. So Nick, you can. You can lead this one. I, I'm in the same boat as you, Sam. I'm about three to four hours in right now. And the, the game just kind of, it, it's really weird. The second you hit new game, you just in almost in media rest, but like clumsily, you're just like in a canoe. I was like, wait, did my game glitch out? Like, this is kind of a weird start. Uh, but immediately you're immersed in this like Soviet era alternate reality where uh, the Soviet Union was very successful, and they put out a, a, a ton of cool uh, inventions and whatnot. And that's the thing that kind of grabbed me right away is how visually stunning and striking this game is. It also runs pretty well for me. I'm playing on a PC. Um, but just right away, the, a big a big alarm went off in my head with just the first time your, your uh, protagonist just says anything. I was like, Dude, was this written by like a, a, a committee of thirteen-year-olds? Like, what's going on in this this game? Just, like, this, there's a lot of swears. Protagon- it, a lot of no, swears. Just, a, it, no, there, there's a like, lot of f bombs in there. There are for swears, no real but it's reason. like the characters. Every line is like Geralt in the Netflix show, which which I will remind people. I think is or is it Netflix? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It is Netflix. Um, yeah, I think it's very bad. So d- don't take this as an endorsement of this game. But it's like he's like just trying to like sound like a badass only. Mm. And it's like every single line is like a one liner or, you know, like he argues with his like AI robot constantly and just just really mean to him. And there, there's another game that did that recently where you're like the whole relationship with this character that you're right? talking to. Yeah, Forspoken. That you're talking to the whole time is just antagonistic <clears throat> and, and you're like, all right, go easy on this robot trying yeah. to help. Like it just gets old. I'm, I'm playing it for a couple hours and it's like so old by now. It's just, there's so much talking. And I think the part where I really was like, maybe I should just play this game on mute because like, I I just really want to see what the next like level will offer. But like the second you meet the upgrade robot machine that wants to have sex with you for like yeah. three minutes straight, I was like, guys, what are you doing? Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it is just so silly and cringeworthy. I'm just like, you, you couldn't have just made it like a little bit of track. It, it needs to go very vulgar with how bad it wants to have sex with you. This robot to your protagonist. I was like, that's too much. Way yeah, too much. I, I would say that like, and like I, I, the set pieces are so interesting. They're, it's just like interesting. Like it's, it's just a bunch of stuff you've never seen before. Like goo you can swim through that are showing there. Like there's all kinds of like weird things. And the robot designs, as our review said, are so cool for the most part. They're just so cool. They do another really innovative thing where if you go into a room and you're going to open every single cabinet and take all the things, you hold one button and it vacuums all the drawers open and takes all the stuff. I'm like, this is a quality of life change in games that they all need. That's great. 
It's like Luigi's Mansion or something. It's really 100% funny. the Luigi's yeah. Mansion button. Yes, I thought yeah. the exact same thing. That's what, like, uh, every modern video game would be 20 hours shorter if all, it's just collecting garbage. They're just garbage collecting totally. simulators. Totally. I mean, look at these robots. They're just so cool. And the game, like, looks like this. Like, it looks really sharp on PS5. It's really, like, you know, you start out in these huge areas. You're flying over and yeah. it looks really cool. It's beautiful. It's like going for it. Um, it, this game, like, like it just, like, it, it just makes me uncomfortable though. Like, I don't want to play a game set in Soviet Russia. That's awesome right now. Like, it doesn't feel good. It's it just feels... like this is this is the wrong time for that. And uh, you know, it, it's just like it, it's it it, it just it's just, something feels off about that. And it's not it's not you know it, it doesn't need to be critical of where it's set or anything like that. But it's it's quite the opposite. Like it's mm. like. It's like the coolest version of what Russia could be, you know, and like that's an interesting take. And I think that that could be played with, but I'm not really trusting the maturity of the game to play with it the right way at the point that I'm at because the game is so, so immature. So mm-hmm. we'll see where that it, goes. It, but it seems like it, it does like try to present like this is a, you know, a glorification of what the Soviet Union, like what if they won? Kind I mean, of it's thing. a dystopia. I, I don't want to make it seem like it's like, you know, like it's like Bioshock, right? It's like but, this but, is. But you think they're gonna like satirize it in a way that's like, oh, that you know, yeah. maybe there'll be and and there's hints that hey, things aren't all as it should be. But even yeah. then, anytime the game decides to it, that it wants to veer into that territory, your your loudmouth protagonist literally says, "Eh, that's some boring political shit. Get that exactly. out of here." Exactly. That's <laughs> exactly like, right. Like you can't you can't toe the line like this. It's just like it, it's so un- uncommitted and like I don't know, kind of cowardly in my opinion. Hmm. yeah so for me like i think like i i think you could have a lot of fun with this game it's just it's it's it, it's coming at an inopportune time which which actually makes me like think about but uh advance wars and like you know there was a reason for delaying that game and like reading the room and like seeing what's going on you know, <laughs> geopolitically sometimes matters for your enjoyment of something that should be total fiction now that might be off that might be everybody's take that's fine it's just it's just you know the way that I'm set up and the way I am, you know, it's steeped in the news right now. I'm just like, eh, this doesn't really feel like a feel good game to me right now. And it's not making a commentary either. So, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> well, I think I'll stick with Octopath Travel 2 for now. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to some news of the week. Uh, you may not have heard that Angry Birds, the original Angry Birds, was re-released last year, last April, less than a year ago, as Rovio Classics yeah. Angry Birds. What great news. What a cool move on Rovio's yeah. part. Well done. And it, and it wasn't a free-to-play game. It was a paid-for game that was $1. It was $0.99. Yep. Cents. And the original Angry Birds is a 10 out of 10 game. It's an amazing game. It's endlessly playable. And I, mm-hmm. I know I've been reminded of this recently because uh, we've been letting my, our, our three-and-a-half-year-old son play Angry Birds. Uh, it, it, we're just thinking about what could he play on a tablet and that came to mind and Rovio, I think it's actually in um, Apple Arcade so yeah he's mm-hmm. been enjoying it and I was just reminded like oh my gosh this game is awesome mm-hmm. so that was cool but then we also got the news just this week that Rovio Classics Angry Birds <laughs> is going to be pulled it was, it's already been pulled from the Google Play Store it's gone and the iOS version will remain but it's being renamed to Red's First Flight Nothing Angry Birds. And Rovio mm-hmm. is being totally upfront about the reasoning. It's because Rovio Classics Angry Birds was too successful. Fewer people were playing all of their free-to-play games. The game was too oh. successful. So they're just yanking it from people. 
Or they're just renaming it so it doesn't show up in searches for Angry Birds. It was too good of a value, so they couldn't make as much money off microtransactions in the in the you know free to start Angry Birds too. So they're they're going to try and funnel those players into their free to play games, which is a much worse you know user experience, but better at extracting money from people. So they're using I, this the, is... the seal of quality system <laughs> yeah. to take take the keywords out. They're using it against yes. itself. So this is this is horrible on its face, right? Like you don't even need like yeah. just the way you described it. It's like yes. it's horrible, but it gets it gets like doubly horrible when you remember that in the earliest days of the App Store when Angry Birds came out, that entire game built its reputation on being so unbelievably generous to the player of like at that time the game wasn't a dollar, it was two or three dollars. And then it was just mind-blowing that like every month and every few weeks it's like here's 10 more levels here's 15 more levels here's a new world and they added hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of levels to that game over a period of years which is you know which is unsustainable for a game that's two or three dollars except that you know the public kept rewarding them with more and more and more downloads like it was such a positive relationship on both ends of like yeah we're going to give you millions of dollars and millions of people are going to play your game and you're going to reward us with more and more and more free content for that game. And it was so generous and that built this Rovio empire. It led to all the animation and the games and the spinoff and the star Wars collaborations and the feature films. Like all of that was built off of this generosity of treating the player. Right. Yeah. It's it's so scummy. I don't, I don't even use that word very often. This is a super scummy move by Rovio. And I do. So look, like it is scummy. I, I, I feel for them in the perspective of like, you know, like if they if their microtransaction money declines, like people will lose their jobs, right? Like the company, like they need, you know, it's like they have a yeah, revenue target. That much they, in their statement, right? They're like, yeah, yeah. The, that's exactly what they said in their statement. They were very upfront. I don't have the quote in front of me, but they were, you know, they were direct about that. Like we need this. Like you know, our business runs off this. Which you know, it's like I feel like they said the quiet part loud. Like true though that may be, like keep that to yourself. Maybe like come up with something else. Yeah, so the statement from Rovio reads, we are extremely grateful to the Angry Birds fans who have shown their love of the brand and this game from the beginning. We hope those fans can continue to bring that passion to our live Angry Birds games, such as Angry Birds 2, Angry Birds Friends, and Angry Birds Journey, where our goal every day is to craft the best possible experience for players. And I was also reminded recently at what absolute garbage Angry Birds 2 is because that was it's another bad. thing we tried playing with our son. And if anyone doesn't remember, in Angry Birds 2, it's a free-to-play game where you get a set amount of lives every day. Mm. Like five tries. Oh, yeah. If they're gone, you have to wait 24 hours or watch a commercial to get a life yeah. back. Oh. <laughs> oh, they also garbage. They also, I, I remember, I think this is one of the very last games I reviewed was Angry Birds 2. And um, the levels are semi-randomly generated where if you spawn into the same level, like, you know, you, you leave a level and go back into the level. It might be like all the little structures might be made out of ice once, but then they might be made out of stone the next time you enter that level. So you don't even get the satisfaction of like the classic Angry Birds games are puzzle games, right? Like yeah, you have to figure out puzzle eventually. Yeah. And so not only so it completely misses the ethos of like, you know, <laughs> it it just becomes an an arcadey fling birds yeah. and hope you win experience. You can't even solve the puzzle of the stage. Yeah. yeah. It's a carny game. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Wow. Uh, and then the Rovio community manager spoke out, says um, it, Angry Birds, 
the original, is negatively impacting our other games, which is what we as a company have to focus on. If those other games do not improve and grow, then the outlook of the entire company changes. It's harder to create right. new games or work on new projects. I'm not sure that's something you would want. Well, no. And so that's, that's exactly where like that statement is what I was thinking of alluding to earlier. We're like, look, like I do have some sensitivity, like, you know, like that's business realities. Right. But like, goodness gracious, like figure out a way, like figure it out, (laughs) like figure out, figure out a way to do both. Sell your products that people love alongside the products that you're trying to get to work. And that's fine. Right. You should be able to do both things, but they're saying, People like this product so much that the pay the pay scheme for it is meaning that we're not getting enough like whales on our other platforms, which yep. is a term that's for people that basically uncontrollably spend that the industry has made up that term and identifies as a way to, you know, make money. And, you know, there's a lot of problems with that, right? It's like there's a lot of predatory behavior that's associated with it. So, you know like one way to avert that is by also offering games that don't do that. So it's like kind of like messed up to be like, well, we're just going to be the, we're just going to have these games that, that people you know, might get banned in Europe. <laughs> yeah, you other know, ones, other ones are di- making it harder for us to sell those. And it's easy to kind of, it's easy to like sit here and backseat, you know, lead a company. Like I've never led a company, but like, I feel like on the outside looking in, Angry Birds feels very mismanaged. Like it was one of the biggest IP on earth and had two hit films and was a merch empire. And like Angry Birds, Star Wars was like an insanely successful collab. And then like, I just, you know, they fumbled it. Like the other classic Angry Birds, like Angry Birds, Star Wars, I just checked just now. It is not, you can't download it from the app store anymore. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. That one's gone. Crazy. And Angry Birds was gone for a while until they just brought it back last year. It's what just like the people, the people have spoken. What they want is a well-crafted, you know, uh, Angry Birds game that doesn't have any of the free-to-play shit in it. So just like may- maybe that's what you should make. Make a new Angry Birds game and charge more for it. I bet people will pay you know, more for it. I, f- I feel like we've had this conversation in this very same <laughs> podcast but with a very different video game company. Uh, I know. Not a one-for-one analogy, but it is kind of interesting for a company who's – kind of being hindered by their previous success with their new uh, ventures. It's a, a fascinating phenomenon that I think we're seeing more and more of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is but, like if EA was like, we're going to pull all the Mass Effect games out of every store and, 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 and then you all play Anthem more. It's like, it doesn't yeah. really, <laughs> can you do both maybe? Yeah. Well, and I do, I, I like the, I remember for many years, like Rovio is a publicly traded company. And so you can see their financial records. And I recall that they made more money from merch for a long time than they did from the games. So mm-hmm. the game, like this cheap, incredibly generous game was an advertisement to sell $15 plushies. That's what it was. So it was like yeah. this flywheel that like pushed on itself and sell shirts to kids, you know? And, and again, like it's easy to backseat, you know, CEO of business, like, Maybe that merch business imploded, but like I, I have to imagine that like you know take care of your customer and then you know and then they'll continue wanting to wear the shirts and watch the cartoons and like the rest will take care of itself, right? So it's interesting to think about Nintendo going into the free to play space right. with Fire Emblem and Super Mario Brothers, and then at one point they're probably like you know these games are doing good, but our core business is making money in these all these other ways, including merch, including standard video games, including hardware and they closed that part of their business they're like you know they, they didn't double down on it um, it's just such an interesting tale of two companies like they both had 
for a while, Angry Birds was more recognizable than Mario for sure. But like, mm-hmm. that's that's gone now. Like, how do yeah. you squander that? I yeah. think that I think that Mario Kart Tour is still active on mobile. I think I it's a good right. question yeah, question mark. But like, right. yeah. but that sort of like you know, and and you know, they had the Pikmin game from the Niantic from the Pokemon Go developers. So it's like they're still around. But like that Nintendo, you know, they've gone the way of the free to play game. Like that clearly didn't materialize in a major way. Like they've been they've been smart about it, right? Like pick and choose, pick and choose your approach to to those business models. Yeah. Very bad situation around Angry Birds and Romeo. Let's squeeze in a quick Nintendo seal of quantity before we run out of time here. Uh, there is, oh. once again, there are some really good uh, releases on the eShop this week. Viewers, listeners, the Nintendo seal of quantity is your assurance that no one at Nintendo <laughs> is paying any attention to what is being published on the Nintendo eShop. This week, we get games like, I'll have to take a deep breath for this one. Z-World Zombie Death War survival platformer game Left Killer Box 2023. (laughs) One of the longer titles we've seen. Now, what's interesting about this is that the copy of the description of the game is actually pretty competently written this time. There's nothing really funny to share there, but like, why is the title of the game like this? What we have is like a a 2D side-scrolling game where you uh, fight zombies and attempt to escape a city on a train. Why did they name the game Z-World Do- Zombie Death Wars Survival Platformer Game Left Killer Box 2023? What's Left Killer Box? Is that trying to get Left for Dead? Is that like a... May- okay, uh, maybe. They forgot so, to check the box in that like uh, t- <laughs> SEO title thing, and they're just like, yeah. oh, shoot, we forgot to cross it out. I like, I like the inclusion of platformer. It's yeah. like, if you mix platformer with any of these other words, is that what people are looking for? Platformer box, death platformer, war platformer. Like, no, zombie platformer? That doesn't even make sense. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's what I like to decipher is like what SEO keywords are they trying to hit? And I'm not quite sure on killer box. Yeah, or left. <laughs> or, I mean, left for dead, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, Z World zombie, it's, it's uh, World War Z. Right yeah. Up there. I don't know that this game is actually a platformer, though, in any case. <laughs> yeah anyway you have, be, you have to have like like when this shows up in your search for world war z game presuming you did that mm-hmm. you immediately see that it's just some like nonsense title though so like i don't really know how they present like they should present that what you just saw there with like z zombie war or whatever like and everything else should be like we've seen these other games where like the small print is like way 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 down there out of, out of yep. the picture, you know, like this is not even fooling anybody because Z world zombie death war is already visible and it's going to be obviously not what you're looking for. Yep. I don't know. I, it, it must just be because it's searching like the way search works in the eShop is it's searching uh, just for the game title. So they yeah, have to but cram I'm just as saying, much like, Then you get, then you see it and then yep. you have to make your buy decision. It's like at that point, that's when I don't know when this, how this deception works. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't, I, I don't get it. Like, it doesn't look like the thing you're looking for. Well, how about this? Our next one is Stack Tower Up 3D Builder Simulator Don't Crash. There you go. <laughs> so this right. game looks like Stack Tower, right? You don't need to see the Up 3D Builder Simulator, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Up 3D I mean, this Builder Simulator interesting. Don't Crash. So here's the description. Are you ready to start greatest building, the biggest tower building of the city in this Stack Tower Up 3D Builder Simulator Don't Crash game? I are. <laughs> hey, are you the city builder we are looking for? Bet you are. There is a characteristic <laughs> tower block stacking game. You just need to stack the towers parts together and build a great city towards the sky. In Tower Builder, build a city and get to modification to make something classic, something that has never before been built in a construction city game. 
wait, is it classic or is it never been seen before? Which That's one? a good point. And then the features are very enjoyable game. Okay, the next game, The Dwarf Kingdom, Magic World of War versus Orcs and Dragon. Ooh. <laughs> I wonder where I've seen that title font before. <clears throat> also, they the art it. just kind of looks World of Warcrafty. <laughs> That's yeah. That's that's yes. I think that was the inspiration behind the oh. Dwarf Kingdom, Magic World of War versus Orcs and Dragon. Do you think somebody made like a a, a game maker called like Nintendo Seal of Quantity Game Maker, and then they can just cook these <laughs> all out this quickly? They must have at this point. That's a good idea. <laughs> Next one. I, I don't know. It's so strange. I don't know what to make of this next one. This one, next one is called Loot Box Simulator Crimson Fire. Oh, no. Now, and we've looked at a loot box simulator here before, but this is mm-hmm. a new one. And it says, be rich for once and buy all the loot boxes. <laughs> Earn yeah. gold and spend it on awesome loot boxes filled with more ton 1.000 amazing rewards. Well, so, there's, oh there's a loot box. The- one award. The loot box simulator that I'm aware of is a Steam game. That's a that's a it's a it's a satire. It's a satirical yeah. look at like loot boxes, and so it's actually like you know it's good. Like it's very very well done at what it's trying to do and what it's trying to say about loot boxes. This one does not. I do not give it any benefit of the doubt for being a, a satire. I don't think so. It says be rich for once and buy all the loot boxes in this awesome simulator game. Live your life like there is no tomorrow. Yes, well, yeah, definitely it, buying loot boxes it, is living life. It says life. wizard down in the I, corner. Yeah, I permanently wizard. want the spelling of wizard to be changed to wizard. That's great. Uh, I think it's a really cool aspect of our, the time that we're living in right now that people get so hung up on spending real money on loot boxes in games. And it's, again, being outlawed in some countries that we need to make simulators to satiate them. And those might I mean, actually yeah. work. Maybe. Earn money by finishing crazy jobs from a random selection just to spend all of it on loot boxes. This game brings pretty amazing images and exciting loot boxes to your console. <laughs> Not, are they very amazing, Damon? They're pretty amazing. Okay. <laughs> pretty amazing images. Okay, one more game this week. This one is called Overshoot Battle Race. <laughs> I mean, that's great. I love this image. <laughs> It's a great key art for overshoot battle. Like I was just coming straight out of the grill. Yeah. <laughs> so there's so to describe this, there's like a, a four, a four wheel, uh, a big wheel. I don't know how you call these things. A monster. It's a truck. rock. It's a rocket league monster truck, a rocket league monster truck uh, with a rocket in front of it with fire coming out of it. Like it's just fired it, but there's no conceivable way for said normal truck to have fired this missile. There's no gun. Mm-hmm. There's no evidence of it. The description says, inspired by the old-style isometric arcade racing games, an insane journey through one unknown solar system and facing the most amazing racers in the galaxy. Inspired by the old... built on uh, RC Pro-Am or like Ivan Iron Man Stewart's off-road racing, huh? Yep. (laughs) Inspired by the old-style isometric arcade racing games, Overshoot Battle Race is an extremely fun racing game that brings back the emotion to play a battle racing game alone or with his friends. (laughs) Or... Overshoot will make bring back the lost feeling that was playing with friends and family when you have been seated on the couch fighting in the first place and screaming angrily when someone explodes your car. <laughs> Play alone or with his friends and family and have amazing moments with real fun and challenge, but be careful, may you lose your friends. <laughs> 
That's a good one. Um, do you know a funny isometric uh, uh, racing game that I have to recommend just because the music is so good? It's Rock and Roll Racing by Blizzard yep. or the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm. It's in the collections too, but they have a uh, they have licensed tracks in it, including a kind of a, a rockin' Super Nintendo you know, slap bass and all version of Paranoid by Black Sabbath, among other great titles. It's really cool. Nice. I, I, I do want to point out a game looked cool. It looked like RC yeah, Pro-Am. Like, it looks okay. It definitely looks maybe the most fun to play. Out of this that and the stack tower looked like the best ones I saw today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Creations you've never seen before. Classic ones. Classic. <laughs> may, may you lose your friends. Last week I mentioned I was going to watch Banshees of Inishirin, mm-hmm. and I did, and I liked it a lot. Not too much oh. of a surprise there. Everyone, everyone seems to agree. It's a very good movie. Did you get the number count joke I made? Yeah, afterwards, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I recommend it's on it's on HBO Max is where I watch it. Uh, it's a very cool setting and premise that is very unusual for films. So basically, the premise is about adults who adult friends who break up. One of them decides they don't want to be friends anymore, and that's just something that doesn't happen very often with adults. Mm-hmm. When you're a kid, you like get in fights with your friends all the time and mm-hmm. and uh, break up or whatever. But so that's unusual. And then the setting, it's a fictional island off the coast of Ireland in the early 1920s set against the backdrop of the, the Irish um, Civil War, which I don't know anything about, but the two main characters are supposed to represent both sides in that conflict. So, oh, I'm being infiltrated over here. Excuse me, can I help you, yeah. young man? <laughs> what are we holding here? What are we holding in our hands here? We got a uh, little Bowser, <laughs> a little Gamera. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's quite yeah, the setup. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. Right. Run up. Um, See if Andrea needs any help. Oh, he also has a little uh, Mario Kart little guy. Nice. nice. I thought the, uh, as I said, did, did you like how the beer looked in that movie? I thought it looked very refreshing. Yeah, but it's just like... Uh, <laughs> What a life. Uh, the, everyone just goes to the bar at 2 p.m. every day. 100%. And, uh, and uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they were on opposing sides of the war. I think their island was all on the same side of the war. No, just I think um, the two characters the represented characters. the different sides. Yeah, the, the two buddies. Yeah, not, not literally. Not, okay. Yeah, metaphorically. Metaphorically. Yes, okay. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. That Martin McDonough, he makes some good movies sometimes. Knows how to make some good movies. And here we are. It's another Thursday night. So my viewing this evening is going to be Life Force. Ooh. Oh, man. I used to see that VHS cover and wonder about yeah. it. Yeah. 1985, directed by <laughs> Toby Hooper, director of Poltergeist and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I saw it as a kid, but I don't remember anything except it involves space vampires. Yeah. Do, do that one I remember the cover of really well. And also one called Alien Mine. Do you know that one? There you go. Alien Mine, no. Enemy mind, yes. That's enemy um, mind, yes. That's right. Enemy mind. It has like Who's a that? rubber suit alien and a guy, and I think it's just like a on the cover. It's great. Yeah, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid, yeah. Who was in? Um, is he the one in uh, Inner Space? Yep. So at the beginning Which of Ant Man in the Alamo Theater, they always show like related topics. So they showed a bunch of miniaturization movies, um, cool. and they showed a bunch of stuff from Inner Space, and it was really fun to review that. I was like. I don't, I don't remember every aspect of that movie, but that immediately comes back when I watch it. Inner Space is great. Joe Dante, uh, director of Gremlins, and Piranha. Piranha. And the Burbs. Piranha 3D. Okay. Not Piranha 3D. Okay. 
That brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Baker, an almost 40-year-old from nearby Greenville, uh, South Carolina. I don't know why he says he's just nearby Greenville. I don't know what oh, that means. Oh, wow. Uh, that's he's a ne- lot I of mean, clues in the four-year-oldness yeah. here. I, I was going to say, everybody's nearby something, though. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Let the questioning begin. Hmm. Did this game come out in the 80s or 90s? No. Is it on Switch? No. Well, how else is this kid playing it? <laughs> you, you, you heard me say almost 4D-year-old, right? Oh, I thought you said almost 4-year-old. I don't think uh, we've ever gotten yeah. an email from someone who's younger than 4. <laughs> that you know of. Maybe maybe little Tony-style email. <laughs> I hope so. Is this game on a PlayStation platform? Yes. Probably PS2. Is this is this an exclusive? Yes. Wait, I want to. Uh, why probably PS2? The only thing we know is that it's not 80s or 90s. I don't know. I just got a feeling, man. <laughs> okay. It's, it's the dartboard version of 20 questions. What, what did you just ask, Sam? Oh, it's an exclusive. PS PS2 oh, exclusive. Oh. oh. You, you speci- <laughs> we, don't, we, we don't know for sure that it's PS2. <laughs> is it a PS2 exclusive? No. Ah! Rip. Rip. <laughs> that is five. Is it a PS3 exclusive? No. What the heck? <laughs> um, we should is- have asked even or odd numbers. We, I, 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 rec- <laughs> I recognize that now. Well, okay. So, I mean, four, is it a PS4 four exclusive? <laughs> is it yeah. a PS4 exclusive? No. No. <laughs> so what, Vita? It's five. PS5, right? Probably. Or Vita. Oh, well. Or PSP. Shoot. Was this a handheld game? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you play as a human? You can. I think it's the, I think it's the Twisted Metal game that was on PSP. Twisted Metal, uh, I don't remember what it was called, Head On, something like that. You only play as mean cars in that game? You can play as a, as a, as a, play as a man clown with his tires. head on fire. Well, yeah, instead man of asking the license question, we can ask, has this been or will it be a licensed property? What does that mean? Oh, because they're making metal has a show coming out. They're making oh. that TV show. What about if it's like the what oh. if it's like has, a handheld version? In, how about this, Damon? Has this appeared or will it appear in other formats than games? Yes, that's 10. Ooh. Was this a PSP exclusive? Yes. Maybe it really was Twisted Metal. I was just kind of goofing. I think it's Ghost of Sparta. Yeah. Yeah, so no, because sure. the can play as a human doesn't make sense for either of those games, really. Again, you play as right. spooky trucks in that game, right? Is this PSP game like the handheld version of like a well-known console PlayStation game franchise, like no. a handheld take on it? No. Ah, okay, so, so it's, it's not like a par- it, Patapon or Loco Roco type game. Yeah, so it's not Daxter, it's not Siphon Filter, it's not Twisted Metal, it's not any of those. <clears throat> not Battlefront. That's interesting. I was kind of sure it was going to be one of those. Is it a music rhythm game? Nope. Uh, I was hoping it was DJ Max Portable. Was this made in Japan? No. What? So, okay. (laughs) 
It has things, so it's probably a license. You can play as a human. It's been in, it's been developed in other formats other than games. Could it be like a tearaway or something like that? Visual novel or? Oh boy. Not made in Japan. I feel like all the really iconic PSP games were Japanese. We've done Fat Princess before, but that kind of fits. I don't think that was on. Was that on PSP? It was definitely on console. Yeah, I think it was a PSP first game. Maybe it was after, though. I don't, can't remember. I just remember there was a Fat Princess PSP. Mm. Well, we, okay. Knowing that it wasn't made in Japan eliminates not every single Sony first party studio, but, you know, most of them. Uh, what format was it adapted into? What does that mean? What's that question all about? I mean, an, so, some movies some, and TV. <laughs> There's not a lot of those. Maybe books. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm. I'm having a hard time. Like, is this? Is this? Damon, is this PSP game? Like, when people are thinking about like. The great PSP games. Is this considered one of the venerated games in the PSP game library? Probably not. That's 15. Oh, shoot. That was already 15. Well, I regret asking that. Um, well, I don't because I'm thinking about like, I don't know, there's like weird Ninja Turtles games and stuff like that on the PSP. But like, that feels like it would be weird for Damon to pick that. Who is making games just for the PSP? You also don't play as a human in Ninja Turtles. Unless you can play as Casey Jones. Casey Jones or April. Uh, what if it's something like Invisibles? I feel like that was a very prolific PSP game. I don't know. I think that was a TV show. <sighs> oh, boy. We're in trouble here. What about... Oh, never mind. Did this game get a, a UMD release? Yes. There were all UMD releases. Was there? No, there was like PSP minis and stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was thinking of one of them too with like a bouncing vampire. Remember that one? Um, uh, Could this be a Ubisoft game? Dude, I really, I like, I, I, you know, was a big handheld game guy. As has come up on this show before, and I have a whole closet full of PSP games, but I'm having a hard time with this. Should we ask if Sony published it? But probably not if it's in, unless, probably not, not if it's not, that doesn't help me. I mean, if that helps you, we can ask. I mean, it would just mean that it's from Sony Santa Monica or Naughty Dog or like somebody that was like. You know, but but that's what I mean. But that, but then that's where I circle back to the question of like, it's not a handheld version of like a hand, a desktop uh, console Sony franchise. So it's not like Metal Gear Acid. It's not any of those. Mm. Did those companies give it a shot on the PSP, like something weird? What about, yeah. What about Luminous? Thought about that too, but that was made in Japan. I, I mean, we're 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 probably hosed here, boys. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna. Not, not made in Japan's really tripping me up because I'm like, oh, you know, it could be Castlevania, it could be, you know, like Sega made some iconic PSP games, like. But it's not an iconic PSP game, right? It's just a random PSP game, and it's exclusive to the PSP. What that's what, been adapted um, in other formats? What Castlevania oh, games? Are let on? the record show. I, that's not what I said. What? Oh, it can be and, other stuff. I never said this game has been adapted into other formats. What? Did we ask that? But Well, Sam asked it in an either-or way. Well, what was the either-or? I don't recall. Was this adapted from or to other formats? Okay. What about... Uh, what about... I, I don't know if these are on the DS. Were the GTAs? Like G- oh, GTA yeah, China Chinatown China. Wars? Yeah. Liberty City Stories, City Chinatown Stories. Wars, and Vice yeah. City Stories. Right, Chinatown Wars was on the DS. Where it was Liberty City Stories and Vice City Stories. Yeah, yeah. Vi- uh, Liberty City Stories was exclusive, <laughs> but, and then it got ported to PS2 eventually. But okay. those are games that were existent as other series that got adapted to the PSP. Yeah, I mean Chinatown Wars less so because that one's like more top-down and not like the 3D games. Bro. Um, what about like... What about like Hot Shots Golf? I, I know that those are on console now. To my memory, they started on the PSP. Like, that was the original one, Japanese, right? right? Yeah, they're all... Okay, maybe you're right. I actually don't know who the developer is. I can't remember. Did Sony publish this game? No. Hmm. Oh, man. How many questions we at? You have two questions and a guess left. Wait. I might. Do, I, do you guys mind if I go out on a limb? No, go for it. Go for it. Damon, did we mention this game last week? Yes. It's Lord of the Rings Tactics. <laughs> it totally well, is. I mean, I don't know if they were guessing that at this point. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Tom did reveal. Yes, when I mentioned that last week uh, as an idea that I had for a game, I didn't realize it was a real game. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. That's hilarious. Lord of the Rings Tactics, a real game for PSP, which is apparently pretty good. I just gave it a 7.7. These graphics, it's like I'm in the movie. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, they're based on the, um, the Peter Jackson films. And this is when EA had the license. So this is an EA published game. Is this like a Final Fantasy Tactics like? Yeah. yeah. Well, so it's a tactical RPG. Yeah. All your yeah, units move all your units move at the same time. Oh. Okay. As far as I understand. Yep. That was the game. That was the meta at play here. Final Fantasy. And, that was, and it was only it was it was only ever on PSP. It never got ported yep. never Yeah, that was it. Yep. We could have had twenty years of great tactics Lord of the Rings games and we just don't. It's weird, right? The one in my head was like an HD 2D pixel art. Right. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Or like Uh, the um, uh, uh, Metal Slug game that's coming out, right? Yep. Metal Slug Tactics. I mean, apparently it's also been delayed into infinity. Oh, really? We'll see. Thank you for the suggestion. Baker, an almost 40 year old from nearby Greenville, South Carolina. Viewers, (laughs) listeners, if you have your own suggestions for 20 questions, email them to me at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com. And that is all the scoops we have for you this week. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Joe. Everyone working behind the scenes in the LA studio to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. And 
what was it? May may you lose your friends. <laughs> what? Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.